Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Obviously, you say snatch enough, and people, and then you eventually get like sort of desensitized to yeah. the. You're reading to, my mind. To the, yeah, right exactly. Now, to the, it's to the, I, me being the everyman who's not really very well acquainted <laughs> with Olympic lifting. You are like reading my yeah, because mind. Because it's episode 34 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being. Human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's physical therapist and Edward Norton Jr. lookalike Chad Walding. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with the one and only John Durant of HunterGatherer.com and author of the Paleo Manifesto. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? I am all right. My kids are driving me up a wall, literally today. As uh, today was the uh, was kindergarten graduation, and so they have a half day. Which, by the way, a lot of half days going on in school these days that we didn't have when we were little kids. But uh, they're both going pretty much bananas today. So we have instituted uh, a required nap, uh, and uh, we'll see how that works out. But so that's what they're doing right now. So I'm taking precious uh, parent nap slash non-go-crazy patience time. Right so now. if you are using literally in the true sense of the word, your sons are at the base of the wall with like a chair or some sort of a, a spear and you are up at the top of the wall. Is that is, is that, that what I said that they're driving me up a wall? You said literally they're driving me up, up a wall. Well, I, <laughs> I went, I went, what I should have said is they're literally driving me crazy. I feel much crazier <laughs> now than I did uh, two hours ago. Okay. But there we are. Very good. And actually, okay, every, we usually record on Tuesdays, and yes. we, we sort of got caught up on some stuff, uh, and we had a few shows in the can, as they say. S- so to speak. So last Tuesday... Or was it Wednesday? Was it Tuesday? It was last Wednesday. Wednesday that's when we met. We yeah, <laughs> we didn't we didn't call each other. We actually met in the ghetto. For <laughs> yeah, it was not a very nice day. Yeah, I just, either one of us knew. I just picked a a, a midpoint between. Well, my... your parents, you your parents live in Arlington, which is like a suburb of Fort Worth, and my family we live in North Fort Worth, and so we just kind of picked. A place that neither one of us knew that was kind of halfway between your parents and, and our house. And I don't live away for each one. I don't live with my parents. Uh, right, we were right, just right. Visiting. You were visiting. Yeah. That's a very important thing. Mark <laughs> is an independent man that doesn't need to live in his parents' basement and play Dungeons and Dragons all day. True. Although he just enjoys doing that. But uh, we met at this park, and it was not uh, really in the greatest of neighborhoods. And uh, there were a whole lot of children there, and a, not a whole lot of parents. And the one parent that was there was uh, there was a pickup basketball game going on with some some choice words being thrown around with some it was just there was a we shirt had with blood on it and, and <laughs> laying on one of these the dead, playground equipment but there, there was a we, dead we body. persevered and it was funny and I didn't mention this to you that night because I wanted to save it for the, this show for the show oh boy because like okay so I've I've grown my hair out and I've never had hair and if you wonder what that looks like you can there. are Plenty of opportunities to see what I what I look like via like Facebook. Like our Facebook or, page because yeah. we took a current picture at the park with us. Which, by the way, the shadow of my black shirt <laughs> on your shirt makes it look like I have a really large right boob. why <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Um, as, yeah, <laughs> and but but when you saw me, you hadn't seen me in, like you know in person in in a, in a few months. And it's you, been a year. It's and been you, a, well, a year no, because you know, we met you guys in, in the hospital. Well, it it hasn't been a year. That was like in October. No. Oh, was it that way? Yeah, it was I like it was six summer, months. No, summer. that was okay, yeah, that was true. yeah. You so it's been like seven time. seven months. So you said 
your hair is, and you sort of paused, and you could have said many adjectives, but you went with luxurious. It really is like, and I am also growing my hair out, albeit not quite as long as yours, but like, uh, you know, for a very long time, I've been doing my own clippering of my hair. Clippering. And uh, my hair doesn't come out looking like, thick and lustrous and wavy and like like a person who needs to be having hair mine just looks like you i thought like hair plugs i thought you could i thought you were gonna say something like your hair looks poofy or like fuzzy i haven't seen you with hair in so long that like uh seeing it in person you look like you have like a like a head of hair that like a movie star would have it's remarkable and (laughs) From someone who, like, uh, you just arbitrary, like, uh, like I'm astounded, astounded that like you hadn't grown it out this whole time. If I had hair like yours, well, I would just, it would be like the centerpiece of the table, not like, uh, like the celery on this side of the, or the, uh, the parsley, cilantro on the yeah. side of the plate. You know, I, uh, I credit bone broth, and I will link to bone broth in the show notes. Um, another Gross. thing about, I think, I think that was the only thing with the park that I was going to talk about. But we, we, oh, oh, okay, so. I was texting Will Fleming back and forth, who was on episode thirty-three. Um, we are like we're like best friends; it's no big deal. Um, and so we were texting, and somehow we we started referencing Black Sheep, which leads A us very in, underrated. Movie, yes, by the way. which leads us into this week's edition of Rick's Cop Corner. So we got talking about the seven miles an hour scene where he they get pulled over and they think they're they're speeding. They're in like a nitrous boosting. Yeah, the, car. the nitrous tank on the car has like started to leak inside the cabin of the car, so they're like super high on nitrous, yes. but they don't really know it, and that's the funny part. And he said, Do you know how fast you were going? And what he says something like, I don't know, forty, fifty, and the cop goes, Seven. You were going seven. So what is a so Will's question for Rick's cop corner is what is the penalty? Have you ever pulled someone over for going too slow? That is actually one of the really great middle of the night indicators of someone who uh, could possibly be driving while uh, you know sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine. Uh, it, there's a lot of like uh, indicators you're looking for, specific things that I'm looking for if I'm doing that, which I'm not exactly like the greatest DWI officer in the world, but I'm looking for uh, people who forget to use turn signals. People who like when they're turning from one road onto another in Texas, when you're making a right-hand turn from one road to another, you have to turn in the far right-hand lane. And if you don't do that, like you can't make that real tight turn. Uh, that's something I'm looking for. I think that's otherwise kind of like a real chintzy law that's real stupid. But it's the for me, the only thing it's good for is, is doing DWI, DWI stuff. And the other one is driving really slow because some people are like, well, the dude, they can't pull you over for driving like 40 on the freeway. Oh, no, we totally can absolutely 100% do that. I have done it before. Uh, like the other day, I pulled a guy over for doing 20 in a 35. Turns out he wasn't drunk. He had a ton of warrants and saw me and was like, I have to not blend in. I'll do it by driving super in, slow. so slowly that I have like going backwards through time. He just sees uh, you and puts his car in park and gets uh, out and just starts running well, away. I, I, I saw him behind my rear view mirror. I was in front of him. I was like, why is that guy driving so slowly? Is he hammered? 
And I just eased off the gas and I was like, he'll pass me eventually. Well, he kept slowing down. And so eventually I just, in the middle of this, and it's like three o'clock in the morning. There's no other cars out. I like slam on my brakes and at like 20 miles an hour, he drives past me because he realizes that, okay, yeah, he's, well, he's been I can't had. match that. He slammed on his brakes. I can't slam on my brakes in the middle of the street. And then we had a conversation and then he went home. But uh, yeah, absolutely. You can, I don't know what, if you can write. I think there's a ticket. I think you could write somebody for something along the lines of like impeding the flow of traffic maybe, right. but uh, it, that's going to be a state to state, city to city thing that I, literally I would never think about writing someone a ticket on that. If they were drunk, I would take them to jail. And if not, we would have a long conversation about <laughs> driving a car like politics safely. and yeah. Yeah. It's world, world peace and things like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yes, you can be pulled over for that. I'm assuming you can, well, yeah, you can be cited for it because anything you can get pulled over for, you can get cited for. But uh, I'm not sure that's something that most cops would be, you know, have really you, itching to write that ticket. Who knows, though? Have you ever pulled someone over just to say, you are a great driver? Okay, that's actually a really funny story. Um, the city that I worked in before before the city I work in now, I guess some city councilman had the idea to give cops, like, a huge amount of, like uh, – Free ice cream at uh, Chick Fil A uh, oh coupons and why not donuts? Police <laughs> could go around and pull people over for driving well and be like, "Hey, your reward for driving so safely is this free ice cream coupon and diabetes." But like, uh, <laughs> little does he know that like they slippery slope there. If you pull a car over that hasn't committed a violation, hasn't committed any crime, and you're just pulling them over to be like, "Hey, hey man, how's it going?" The pound of heroin or like the duffel bag full of severed heads. That you see in plain view, you have well, to, now you're losing those. Yeah. Now, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. So, like, I have pulled someone over before. Uh, if you don't have a real violation, then whatever you get after that is is toast. Ooh. You lose it. I pulled a per- somebody over once, and because I thought their paper tag had expired, but I uh, it was faded, and I uh, I read the date wrong. Well, when I walk up, the guy is just drunk as hell, and you couldn't. And do I was anything. like, yeah. oh man. Uh, well, the reason I pulled you over is because I thought your tag was expired. Well, when I was walking up here to talk to you, I realized that it was kind of you know crinkled up and folded, and I was wrong about the tag being expired. But oh man, you're really really drunk. And I called my boss, and he was like, yeah, I just. Stay there, have him have a ride, come pick him up. You can't let him drive off, but yeah, you'd probably lose that in court. So that's, uh, yeah, you can't yeah. Uh, stop someone for, you know, just to be like, hey, I just want to let you know, you're having a, I, I'm having a good day. Yeah. I hope you're having a good day too, pal. Yeah, and then they're like, thanks a lot, now I'm late to my kid's recital, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That would be my luck right Yeah, there. well, uh, let's get to our interview with Chad Walding, and unbelievably, this is going to be one of the only times that we actually do this in order, so we are actually about to call Chad. Hey, you know what? I, I may just call him in a second after yeah, we do our stuff. call him on air, stuff. like Vinny yeah. and Anna style, yeah. like, uh, hey, you're on the air, by the way. But before we do... Okay. Um, let us read some reviews. I think you have well, some. Well, I was just going to tell you, we have like a whole bunch. We've been blowing up since you've been guesting on the uh, Everyday Paleo podcast with Jason Seib. You've been guesting on there. So we've been blowing up. Dude, it's going to take me forever to read all of these. Okay. And so if this is any indication, I'll just start shouting out the people who do leave us reviews. Yeah, uh, and you work. can go, if you're interested in seeing what they say, you can go on the page and maybe leave a review yourself. I would like to shout out to Lisa, I believe it's Kino, Kano, possibly. She left us a good review, as did someone, username Maggie Nick, left us yes. a very good one. Maggie, actually, uh, I met her at Paleo FX, and she okay. is uh, awesome. with child and almost uh, well, going to have a baby. And her husband is the one who gave me a really cool oh. uh, present. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to even say what it is. Um, it's secret. Um, but anyway. Got a lot of funny jokes that I'll say off air with that. <laughs> yes. uh, another awesome review from uh, username is... RX Coog Girl. 
I'm assuming that's someone who went to a school with a cougar and that is possibly Hopefully. a doctor or a pharmacist. Uh, thank you to Nikki Ledford. A special thank you to her for doing poop and butt. Yes, so thank you, nice. Nikki. Double whammy. It's a weird way to say that. And a thank you to a friend of yours from college. I, I don't know who this is. Hooper58. Jason Hooper. Who yeah. left, who, that's right. Who left a, uh, an ACU football-themed uh, review, and it was only four stars uh, because uh, you're a jerk. Because so I, I cheap-shotted him when practice I, once. I, I apologize on behalf of yeah. Mark uh, like 12 years ago. Well, and it's funny. If this is like someone's, oh, I'm going to check out this podcast, and th- you saying they left poop and butt, they're going to be going, <laughs> what? And we, and we won't explain here because we need to explain that we have the humans being human open uh, that is still going on. We have a couple of uh, scheduled recordings with some listeners that are going to share some some humans being human open stories. And uh, so send in your uh, humans being human open ideas, story ideas, if you have one and want to be on the show. You can email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Don't forget about the coupon codes for the nutrients multivitamin which is dollar sign 10 simply human. There's also one for the skinny fat oils, dollar sign five simply human. I, I use both those products and love them. I will link to those in the show notes. Uh, follow us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Facebook page is blowing up. We got over 800 likes now. Uh, yeah, no. YouTube channel. I need to uh, add something uh, to the YouTube channel. Uh, it's been a, a couple of days. And then the Simply Human Kids page, Simply Human Moms page is going really well. By the way, very quickly, you can also reach me, simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Thank you to Tim Wacker, a new listener who's been catching up, who uh, emailed me, and we've been talking about uh, nutrition for uh, to treat autism. So cool. thank you, Tim. Yeah. And we've been going back and forth, and I'm interested in that. Tim sure. actually emailed me, too, a very long, nice email. And uh, Tim seems like a very, very nice guy. Not in the, yes. hmm, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, actually, <laughs> no, genuinely, a nice guy. real nice guy, yeah. not like near you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Follow, follow me on Twitter at SimplyHuman52 as well. And if you see the hashtag SimplyHumanMoms or hashtag SimplyHumanRick on the Facebook page, that means that my, either my wife is posted or that Rick is posted. I'm posting under SimplyHumanRick. Yes. She's posting under SimplyHumanMoms. Yes, exactly. Um, let's see. I think that was everything. So let us... You know what? I just I just messaged Chad and told him we were just going to call him. So okay. I'm going to hit add to call. We've oh, never, boy. We've never done this before. He's going to like answer the phone and like... He's going to be, like, on the toilet. <laughs> I was going to say there's going to be a bunch of wild animals in the background, like, making a bunch of noise. Chad? Hello. Do we have you? I'm here. It worked. We've never, like, called someone live. Now this is, like, one less editing thing I'm going to have to do. This is great. <laughs> You're awesome. so lazy, Mark. Yeah, I know. Hey, Chad, awesome. this is Rick. It's nice to meet you, by the way. Hey, Rick. Nice to meet you, too. Cool. Awesome. So I've already told our listeners that you look like um, the Edward, Ed- Norton. Edward Norton Jr. from American History X without the tattoo on his chest oh is oh. It the part is it the part where he's turning around because that's a really cool part yeah it's black and white and his muscles are bulging wait yeah. hang, on, hang on you don't have the tattoo but yeah. kind of like uh changes the whole story for me really yeah yeah i don't yeah. promote all that stuff yeah you know? <laughs> you're like great i i want a podcast we instantly started talking about the nazi symbol that was uh yeah, yeah. that was great i don't, don't want to be that guy yeah yeah, yeah let's not go there yeah edward norton he plays a lot of different characters, but uh, if we're going for the physique, that was definitely the one that I would want to be like. Yeah, yeah. And, and Rick said, hopefully not the one where he was pretending like he was the uh, 
the guy with mental health issues uh, that yeah that where they robbed the bank in Montreal that's like one of my favorite it's a De Niro movie by the way I think okay I yeah. think we're talking about separate yeah. movies but anyway oh, let's well, get on mind. let's enough about Edward Norton this is not who we're talking about um, that's right this is Chad Walding of uh, the paleosecret.com is your website and uh, I, I already mentioned that we uh, actually went to your paleo FX talk back in was that in April it's been like two months ago it's, it's crazy yes um, but really enjoyed was- yeah really enjoyed uh, you're you're talking your wife is also a physical therapist and she was up there with you uh, uh talking and doing some demonstrations and things and really love what you guys are doing and actually you guys both did your physical therapy school at hardin simmons which is in abilene where i live so that's right very cool so give us a little bit about your background uh how you got to where you are today and sort of what you what you got going on now yeah, so uh, I'm one of those kids who, when I was growing up, I always loved movement and fitness and sports, and I played baseball and basketball and uh, played baseball in college, and just that love of movement uh, is what led me to become a physical therapist, and as a physical therapist, uh, I've specialized in treating the spine, so I, I worked with people who have herniated you know, disc, uh, bulging disc, uh, back pain, sciatica, neck pain, and all that, and I did that for about five years. And I've also spent time in the home health setting. So I've, I've seen people, how we age and how our function declines and kind of what's behind all that. And I'm also a, a coach now. I own a holistic-based gym here in Austin. Um, so I'm always teaching people how to squat, how to press, how to put things over their head. And, uh, and I'm also an athlete. So I'm always going to be an athlete and will never stop being that. So I myself, I'm, I'm always trying to improve my own performance and my own fitness uh, through better ways of eating, sleeping, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. What I'm doing right now is actually since that presentation, I have been focused 100% on creating something that's going to be a solution to the sitting problem, which is what the whole uh, presentation was about. So like for the past two months, I've been writing out content, um, doing a bunch of filming, and we're working on putting all that together uh, so people have something that they can use throughout the day to to really benefit them. And they're going to be educated on what they need to be educated on. They're going to have a clear plan in front of them. And uh, we're, we're really excited about it. My wife and I are both working on it uh, pretty much nonstop. Well, so it's good that you've been working on that nonstop because that's what I want to talk to you about. And, and, okay. And this, so it'll be it'll be fresh, um, mm-hmm. not fresh in the sense that okay, you, you know what I mean. Uh, okay. So okay, like the flex. <laughs> so you well, you talk about like that seated flexed position where mm-hmm. like everybody sort of envisions someone sitting down. Like extended is the opposite of that. Like the extended would be like if you're laying backwards on a ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like going right. back like that. That's the extended position. Flex is the opposite of that. So we all like right now I'm standing, but I'm, I'm sort of, I'm talking into a microphone. I'm huddled. I'm like leaning over a computer. Mm-hmm. So that's the flex position. So talk about sort of that position and why it, I mean, it's, it's a necessary position, but why is it bad being in that position so much? Yeah, I think you hit a good point. Like, it is a necessary position. It's a position that we should have the range of motion to get into, just like we should have the range of motion to get into that global extension. But what's happening in our culture is that we're putting ourselves in that flexion-based position all the time. That's kind of the way that we're doing it, and it's so far off from what we're designed for. So you look at our, our ancestors who were hunting and gathering, you know, carrying things, picking things up and moving throughout the day. And then if you look even like 100, 150 years ago when we're mostly farming and plowing, you know, everything started changing once we really got into this whole technology industry type thing. And even like 80 years ago, like as our 
as our technology improves, we become more sedentary and more molded into that flexion-based position. Like in the 80s, we would go down the hall to tell somebody something was up, and now all we do is just IM them, right? We don't move at all. We're not moving things anymore. We're just moving information. And so we're, we're spending more time in that slouched, hunched, uh, flexion-based position. And what's happening is our body is adapting to that posi- position. So we normally think of you know adaptation as like a good thing, right? We go to the gym, we give our body a stress, we lift weights, we, our body adapts and it gets stronger muscles and more dense bones. But it can also happen in the other way. So like if we go to space where there's no gravity, our muscles will get weak, our bones will lose density. Uh, you know, if we stand on one side, uh, we're going to get more... Uh, pressure on that hip, we're going to get a change in our back, uh, the alignment of that. But what's happening when we're sitting is our body is specifically becoming adapted to that position. So certain muscles are getting very shortened and tight, and certain muscles are getting very elongated and weak. And when we get mold in that position, it affects everything in terms of our well-being. Right. Our, our it, ability to move, our ability to pick things up, we increase our risk for injury. It even affects our emotional states because we're putting ourselves in that kind of poor puppy dog position. And you can be in that position and then the emotion will follow or the emotion can come first and the position can follow. So Yeah, I want I want to get to that as far as like it's not just about the the bones, but uh, just real quick like like one of the things that I, I sort of think about is like how you mentioned okay, lifting weights is a good adaptation. You you you, you mm-hmm. get a response from that and then if you're in space you know you you get weaker right like like your bones don't just stay as strong as they were they actually get weaker and so think of it like as if your shoulder joint it's always mm-hmm. forward so your body is going to make that forward joint really strong and, and, and it's like the back of your shoulder joint or the the posterior part of your your joint is in space so to speak so exactly. it, is, it is getting weaker and so uh yeah so that's one of the things i think is really interesting uh, is that is and in your brain is a very efficient organ it's a very efficient thing it is not going to reinforce things that it's not using in the same way that if you are wearing high heels that's why you get hammer toes and bunions and things like that because your body is bless its poor little heart it's trying to like reinforce areas that aren't supposed to be under load and and so that's just but and, and it's true the opposite happens so right. uh, you know moving it along like so it's not just a lot of people think well I'm not up standing upright that's that's just gonna affect my back well you sort of touched on it talk about how standing up straight can affect your confidence and testosterone levels and how that affects your hormones and your muscles and your cardiovascular system and all that. Yeah, I mean, you, you see all those changes uh, when we sit chronically. You see negative impacts on uh, just all physiological aspects of health. So you're, you're going to decrease the, the hormone uh, or the enzyme lipase by anywhere from 50 to 90%. So you're going to have more fat circulating in your blood, which is going to lead to a greater risk of heart disease, cancer, diabetes. Uh, you'll typically see a reduction in cortisol and uh, or an increase in cortisol and a, and a decrease in testosterone. Uh, and you will see those emotional issues. You'll see uh, uh, negative changes to your HDL, LDL ratio. So all kinds of things will happen just because of the position that we put ourselves in. And there's really two issues here. Like one is just being sedentary, you know, just being just sitting in and of itself is going to have a lot of what I would say contributes to the chemical issues that we're, we're dealing with, like the heart disease, cancer, diabetes. But the other issue is the actual position that we're, we're in, we're getting molded to. In other words, that affects our behavior, that affects our, our happiness and our well-being because we reflect that out into the world. You know, people will, will see us as being happy or 
depressed or sad based on whatever it is we reflect out and whatever people see us as, we then will start to associate that within our own mind. I mean, it's amazing how how much our postures affect our well-being, but it's not really understood or talked about enough because most people don't have very good posture, right? It's like, right. It's like a missing link. It's a huge blind spot that we're not seeing and not addressing appropriately. Um, but the solution is, un- is a real good understanding. Like the, the person, the individual, has to understand what needs to be stretched or mobilized and what needs to be uh, strengthened or stabilized. And, and, you know, anything that happens in the clinic, when we see shoulder pain or neck pain or back pain, the majority of what we're doing as physical therapists is just putting things back to where they belong. And, like, it's like, aha, all, all of a sudden the pain goes away, you know, all of a sudden I'm functioning better and I'm, and I'm feeling better. It's the same way if you, as if you're eating the way you're supposed to eat or sleeping the way you're supposed to sleep or, or getting rid of all the stress that you're not designed to have in your life. You know, if you, if you put your body back in that natural anatomical position that you're designed for, a whole lot of other things get better. Now, Chad, I'm our resident, uh, every man here. Uh, <laughs> nice. you, I'll say you've convinced me, uh, you know, I need to be sitting down less. Uh, I, I do not like to stand up uh, for long periods of time. I would rather sit down in a comfortable chair, but it's not healthy. I should make a change, and I'll, I'll, I'll do it right now. If you heard me stand up, you'd hear all my bones cracking and whatnot, me groaning. Is right. this as simple a solution as just, huh, okay, we'll stand up all day? Like, is there something else? Is there something more to this? Like, Because I, I, if I stand up for, you know, if I go somewhere where I end up standing up for like a long time, I'm like, Oh, kind of tired of standing up and like, you know, my feet hurt and like my legs hurt and stuff like that. What, what, what should I be doing about this? Yeah, it's so that's one of the solutions that people are coming up with, right? Uh, when we did a lot of research on this, it was two solutions that people would typically come up with. It was sit better, improve your position when you're sitting or use a standing desk. And both of those, I would say, are are steps in the right direction. It's all good information, but it's not going to create the massive change that I feel like we really need. Because again, we're dealing with being sedentary. And the other issue is we have to uh, unglue what's been glued in in terms of that adaptation process. So when you're standing at a standing desk, you're you're still looking forward, right? Your computer is still in front of you. You're still having to reach for that keyboard. You're next to likely to come forward. And you've already been living in this flexion-based society where, you know, you you were eating breakfast, sitting down, you were uh, driving to work, you were probably sitting at a cubicle in a chair before you even thought about the, the need for a standing desk. So you still have problems. So the the real the, the solution here is to get up and move frequently, like every 30 to 45 minutes. And when you do, during the at least two to four minutes during that time, do movements that help compensate that adaptive position that you've been in for so long. So during those two to four minutes, you should be doing things like stretching out your pecs and strengthening out those those middle back muscles and the back shoulder muscles that are getting so elongated and weak. You should be doing things like stretching your hip flexors out that are getting shorting, you have to prevent that adaptation and strengthening your glutes in order to set your pelvis in a better position, which gets turned off basically from long periods of time. So that's what we're, we're proposing is, is, you know, move every 45 minutes for a period of two to four minutes. And during that time, do things that help you become more efficient in terms of fixing this problem, you know, apply the 80-20 principle to your movement while you're in the workspace. Now you said something about sitting in the correct position or sitting in the right way uh i know one way to sit and that is uh <laughs> that's with my feet up on the desk and my my back leaning backwards <laughs> and about to fall asleep what, what what do you mean like the right way to sit i'm not sure what you mean yeah so you can definitely choose a better position when you're sitting than say you know propping yourself up uh feet up there um 
I will say that sitting with a bad position is not that bad of a problem. It's when you sit for a bad position for like a long period of time, like more than 45 minutes. That's when you're really starting to see changes in your posture. So I, I don't heckle too much on the sitting. I focus more on like making sure people know what they have to do to fix the, the position that they're in. But to choose a better position when you're sitting, you always want to sit like on your on your sit bones, on your ischial tuberosities. You don't want to sit on, you don't want to be laying back on your sacrum, on your on your tailbone. And that's what really... Uh, messes people up in a big way because they tilt their pelvis uh, posteriorly and they automatically lose that nice lumbar curve, the low back. You should have some good space there where that is. But when we compensate that, we or when we, when we flex that position, what we're doing is taking our vertebrae and compressing it on the front side and opening up a lot of space on the back side. So this encourages the, the disc, which is inside the, the vertebrae, to start moving posteriorly. And most of the bulging disc and herniated disc we see all happen from the posterior side, and it's because of prolonged sitting and a narrowing of that of the front side of the vertebrae, which pushes everything back, and it can eventually hit on nerves. It can refer pain down your leg, gets a lot of sciatica. But I mean, having worked with all these people, again, these aren't people who hurt their back and they have sciatica because they were deadlifting 500 pounds. They were just sitting all day. Um, so you always want to make sure that your pelvis is in a neutral position. So. You want to get your hips all the way back in your chair if you have a backrest. Sit on the, the sit bones, on the ischial tuberosities. You're going to feel those kind of like real bony, prominent marks under your hips. And then, uh, and then sit back and relax. That's the best position you can choose. And make sure that your, your shoulders are relaxed and your elbows are back. And as best you can, try not to have a neck that's protruding forward all the time. Right? So things change a little bit when you're in a situation, uh, say if you're on like a park bench with no backrest, you're going to have to really make sure that you can't sit back in that position, you have to sit up. But the same principles of the pelvis still apply. You're still going to want to have the pelvis set in that neutral position, sitting on your sit bones and keeping your, your midline engaged with a good neutral spine. Yeah, and one thing that is like, okay, someone is listening to this that's that's before you started explaining all that was sitting slouch. Now they're like, they've corrected their seated position. Well, by the end of the interview, they're going to be tired and want to slouch back down. That's, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's like, uh, you know, wearing shoes your whole life and yeah, you're right. not gonna be able to go run a marathon with, with no shoes on like the next day. So it's going to take some time. You just have to like get, like Rick, you said, like you know, if you're standing a long time, your feet start to get sore and your legs start to get sore. That's just, you, you can't, you have to just, you get stronger at standing. You get stronger at sitting. I know, like my my little three year old daughter. I went took her to see a movie, and she just sat up at the end of the little movie seat with a completely flat back, like perfect seated for an hour, fifteen <laughs> yeah. minutes. And I was looking at her like so jealous, like, oh man, if I if I did that, and now I can sit like that a lot longer than I could, you know, four or five years ago. Because like when I stand, I'm, I'm my shoulders are back. I'm I'm up. When I sit, I make sure to try to sit on my sit bones and keep that that lumbar, you know, curve, mm -hmm. like you said, and, and, and you can build up some, some endurance, uh, like that. And we should technically be able to, to just do that all day. Um, mm -hmm. a, a great thing to look at. Um, I know, like, I don't know if you're, you're a fan of Kelly Starrett and the mobility wad. Oh yeah. Uh, if you go to YouTube and just put in mobility wad and I'll, I'll link to it in, in the, the show notes, just it's great, you know, eight to 10 minute, you know, thing you can do to either open up your hip flexors or, and then, they, and I'm going to ask you about this in just a second, but like as far as the lacrosse balls and the t double lacrosse balls and the foam rolling and all that stuff we'll get into, but he has a lot of great, you know, th stuff to, ways to use those things and as far as like the, the resistance bands for the banded distraction and stuff. Another great thing, Dan's plan, and I'll link to this in the show notes too, if you're a, a member of, or a, a 
uh, yeah, I guess a member at Dan's plan, they have like a, a 10 minute, maybe not even that long, a five to six minute daily sort of yoga slash uh, stretching thing to do every day. Like, and you check it at your desk at work. And so nice. kind, of, kind of leading into that, what are some of the recommendations that you make to, to people that do have those office jobs? Okay. Let's say, you know, it's 45 minutes, your watch goes off. It's time to get up and move. Uh, explain some of the stretches, uh, specifically that you can do it during the two to three minutes that you're going to get up and move. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's, it's when you understand what needs to be mobilized and what needs to be stabilized, it makes a lot more sense. So if you can kind of go up the body, you can see that that, that forward head that's been, uh, we call that protracted moving forward. In other words, if you're looking at it, the body from the side and it's all the way forward, we want to retract that back. So we have a seated, uh, cervical retraction where you're in an upright position, your chin is parallel to the ground, you're looking forward and you're just chin tucking back as far as you can in order to mobilize those facet joints in the spine that have become restricted. So they've always been moving forward and you've got to all, you got to really break through those restrictions to free up that range of motion, uh, to, to get them all the way back. And that improves your ability to look up, look left and right and all those things. So that's the mobility part of the, of the cervical spine. The other issue is you want to stabilize it so you can take a TheraBand and we use a lot of TheraBands in our program. A TheraBand is the most practical, easiest thing to use, and everybody who sits at an office desk in the entire world should have one in their pocket. It's like $3, and it'll last you forever, and there's so many important things that can get done with a TheraBand. So to stabilize that cervical uh, pro that cervical spine, you can take that TheraBand, wrap it around your head, and then in an upright seated position, protrude forward and then retract back. And you can strengthen all those muscles in the neck area that are getting elongated and weak and referring a lot of headaches that people have. So that's kind of moving. We're going to, we're going to start up the chain and move down. So then we have the thoracic area, right? So we have the, the pecs, which get very shortened and tight. So you can do a very simple wall stretch where you walk up to the wall, take one arm out to the side at 90 degrees, place it on the wall, and then turn. And you can really open up the entire chest and the shoulder area on the front side. You can do both sides. You can hold for a minute to two minutes. So that's a mobility way to open up the front part of the chest. Um, thoracic extension is huge. If you were going to ask us, like, what's the one thing you can do to improve your posture? It's thoracic extension. Because when you fix thora the thoracic spine, and when I say thoracic spine, I'm referring to the mid-back. So we, we have those people who are sort of leaning over and hunchbacked uh, with those forward shoulders. Um, the first thing you have to do with those people is, is extend the thoracic spine. So an easy way to do that is take your hands in the seated position, put them behind your head with your elbows forward squeeze your stomach as hard as you can and then take your elbows up to the ceiling as far as you can and that's a great way to extend your thoracic spine and you can also in standing um, rotate side to side so that's kind of hard for me to explain but you can take your fingers and interlock them like pull them apart and then rotate aggressively side to side. So when you rotate the thoracic spine to one side, you extend further than you would if you go back um, in that frontal plane. So it's, it's, it's getting both things involved. When you fix that thoracic spine, you get everything in a better position. The shoulders, the neck, it makes everything a lot easier to fix. So with the TheraBand, um, gosh, there's so many things you can do, but there's, there, I'll, I'll talk about two of them, right? So... Uh, there's a thing called a star drill where you can just take a TheraBand, take your arms out in front of you so they're at 90 degrees, and you can pull the TheraBand apart so that we're, where it's going all the way to your side, and you bring them back together very slow, like a three-second tempo. And then you bring one arm up and one arm down, 
and you bring them back slow at a three-second tempo, and then you go in the opposite direction, one arm up and one arm down. And do you, that have, is do a- you have videos uh, of the of this? Because if you don't, I can I can do a really quick video and put it on YouTube and just like link yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. We okay, cool. we do have videos going through editing, and this is all going to be okay. like in our in our product. Yeah, sweet. sweet. Um, but uh, yeah, do a video, and because because I actually YouTube Star Drill, and it wasn't I couldn't find it really? anywhere. I don't think when I when I checked for it. Um, but that is a fantastic thing, and and what we're talking about here is all those muscles in the back that are getting elongated and weak, and this is critical to hold up your posture for your life, right? And you have to do it in the sitting environment. It's not enough to just go to the gym and do, you know, dumbbell horizontal rolls and and, uh, horizontal pulls of any kind. Like it, it really has to be done in the sitting environment. It can't be something that's separate. So that's why you have to strengthen yourself while you're there. Um, the TheraBand, man, such an easy tool, so cheap, so effective. Everybody should have one, and it's a much better solution than, you know, focusing so much on the sitting or focusing so much on an expensive stand-up desk. Uh, those things are good, but in conjunction to solving this problem, like a TheraBand is, is easily one of the best tools you can get. Yeah, and I'll, I'll link to the TheraBand in the show notes as well. And really, to kind of give you an idea, it's basically like having a huge condom in your pocket. Uh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> That, that that stretches really far. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> with with different levels of thickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the magnum, whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I have no yeah. experience there. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, sorry to, to to interrupt you. Continue. Yes. Yeah. So, so another thing you can do with a theraband, and I already mentioned the cervical retraction and the star drill, um, but a uh, I call them shoulder W's. So you can. Hold that TheraBand with your elbows to your side and your palms facing up. I'm doing this, by the way, as you're like explaining it, just to make sure it's making sense. So here we go. Awesome, awesome. So you're going to bilaterally, externally rotate your your arms or your shoulders and make a W with your arms. So you're going to keep your elbows at a 90 degree angle and then pull the band apart, and you're going to feel your your shoulder blades come back and down, and that's what we really want to fix because most people have these forward elevated scapulas that have uh, affected our breathing and, and our posture and everything. So you want to strengthen all the muscles and bring those shoulder blades back and down. And this one burns quickly, but it's a great way to fix uh, or to, to really strengthen up the rotator cuff and that middle back area that gets so weak. So so many people that I've seen in the clinic have rotator cuff injuries and shoulder uh, surgeries and all they freaking do is sit. And it's because they have that, they put in that length on those small little fragile rotator cuff muscles all day. So it's, it's critical that you strengthen those up. And I would say, even if you're somebody who's in the gym, like deadlifting, pressing, doing all that, it's important to do some supplementary work to assist you in all of that stuff. It's like these small muscles have to come into play first before you get those big global muscles really firing on all levels. Um, were you going to say something? No, I okay, can. Okay, cool. I have something. Do you? Were, were, do you? Were you <laughs> did done? it work out? Did, did you feel it? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. And so is like so when I did that, my elbows are pointing down, right? Like elbows towards the floor. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I did. Yeah. So that's yeah. and that yeah, I can. I actually have a theraband out in the uh, uh, the the garage that I use, and I have a, I have all the different variations of the uh, the resistance bands too, and I use those a lot. And there, I feel like there was. Uh, Something I was going to say about the resistance well, wh- band. While you're thinking about that, I, I just have a, a very simple observation. For, for being someone who is relatively new to the concept of, uh, of overall health, it's not just about nutrition, but you know, nutrition gets a lot of focus. It's not just about you know, lifting weights in the gym or doing exercise, all of that, that gets a lot of focus. I feel like this stuff is probably just as important as some of the things that are getting left out or glossed over maybe 
or maybe uh, don't get as much focus as some of those other deals. This and you know things like uh, stretching and and, and uh, flexibility and stuff like that. They're just as important, are they not? Than the nutrition and and uh, you know pushing around big weights in the room, right? Yeah, yeah. I think these things are foundational. So, like as a coach, you know, having seen enough of what's going on, I've, I'm seeing like a separation in the gym of like there's some people who are college athletes and they know how to move and they've been doing it forever and they they've got the mobility, they've got the stability down, they've got the coordination, and they can just go in the gym and they can thrive. And then there's some people who have been sitting their whole life. They've been me oh, like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And those people, those people come in, and it's it's unfortunate because I mean I, I love I love CrossFit and what it's brought to us and all the awareness and everything, uh, but they'll be thrown into a group class where they're doing some movements that their body is just like, what are you doing? I've never fired way, you know. So like they just get hurt right away, and it, and it really takes uh, a good coach who can see that and educate them and teach them how to do some basic principles like how to stabilize their midline, how to how to hold a good posture. And then give them the right prescription on how to get these things to start waking up and so they can start doing um, better movements on their own. So what, what this could be is like a good way to get you moving throughout the day to teach you some foundational movements to prepare you uh, for things like a deadlift, a press, uh, you know, bench press, squat clean, overhead squat, whatever. Um, but a lot of foundational principles have to be in play for, for people to do that. And we have a lot of people out there that just do not know how to move because they have not been doing it. And before, well, and before I, before, I, I feel I'm like sorry, doing this stuff too, paying attention to, to what you're saying will help the guy like me who is, uh, you know, starting to go to the gym more and starting to lift weights more. I'm going to see more progress and more progress, progress quickly. If I'm also paying attention to the stuff like stability and the things that you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. You'll have a better position in everything you do. Everything you do, yep. will have you'll have a better position in. So, like for example, like the press, like when people stand with the bar, so many people just walk up to the bar and just put it over their head, and they'll have this like pelvis that like tilts forward, and like you see their low back just, and you're like, oh my gosh, you can just smell the compression. You know what I mean? You can it just it's all over the place. And then they when they press, they're they're arching way back, and they're not even getting full extension in their shoulders because they they just do not have the motor pattern yet. They have not even played that game before so it, it's it really is crucial that people understand these things in the same way they understand that like polyunsaturated fats and sugar and grains might be a problem for them when i when yeah. i really am lifting heavy weights uh i can typically smell the compression if i poop my pants <laughs> uh, that's when the com that's that's when the compression really smells the most pungent <laughs> oh, we, we made we went 45 minutes uh that's i think that's a record for us, 45 that, minutes without someone say, working about a poop, saying, in the pants. poop in the pants and and before i asked you the final question just real quick um you're speaking of pooping in pants let's talk about kids um so like my my girls i just wrote an article for the paleomom.com about how to you know get kids to move and it's by putting them in an environment that you know facilitates movement like if there's a trapeze of like a bar in my girl's playroom that's all fun and good from a, like a kid play perspective, but from a movement perspective, my girls are learning how to open, that they're keeping their airway muscles, their intercostals and all these muscles that you need to breathe and their shoulder mobility by hanging and things like that. I mean, how important is it to get kids, you know, learning correct positions at an early age? I think it's critical. And I've been observing kids. We don't have kids. We just have a little little dog. Lucky uh, you, by the way. Lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> you can have our kids. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure I'll be the dad who's, like, looking at his child all the time and, and talking to him more about how he's moving than, like, 
what he's learning in school. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, teaching, you know? I'm teaching my five-year-old how to deadlift. I'm like, no, you got to keep I, your arms straight. Come on. <laughs> I will. I will. But you know what's funny? Like when I look at kids, is like they, they primarily have this this instinctive pattern. They know how to squat. Oh, right? It's like, so beautiful. Yeah. Like their mobility is like they can put their foot in their mouth. You know, now, yeah. I, now I just figuratively always put my foot in my mouth. I don't, I, I can't actually <laughs> do it. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's like something happens around the time when they start school and they start sitting all the time that they, they start moving incorrectly. Like I, I've just noticed that. So I think, you know, the foundational principles of like how to pick things up, how to put things over your head, how to stabilize your midline, those all apply. And I think, I really think the best tool for that in the teaching environment is, uh, is like gymnastics. I think gymnastics is awesome yeah. for that, for kids, for teaching, teaching coordination and proprioception and body awareness and, uh, and learning how to stabilize the core. You know, I think all that is just taken care of with gymnastics. And I think it's a great foundational sport that has huge carryover to all the other sports that you would ever do, like yeah. baseball whatever yeah and i think you know just in the same way that people are like well having a heart attack is just part of getting old i think people just think well you know not being able to sit on the floor uh is just part of getting old no like you have this mobility when you're a young child and you're technically supposed to keep that mobility and that flexibility and it's it's putting yourself in the wrong positions for for the majority of the time that is sort of losing that in the same way that you're not supposed to have a heart attack when you're 40 i mean uh, that's not how that's not how it was designed. So I think it works the same way in movement as well. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, and I love that you pointed that out. Like so many people in this broad spectrum of patients that I worked with, I hear that all the time. Like this is sort of my lot in life. This is my diagnosis. This is who I am. There's nothing I can do about it, but except for take this pill. My dad had this. My mom had this. This is just the way it is. I think that mentality is uh, is something that. We, we just got to change that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it is how you eat, how you move, how you think, how you handle stress, all those situations and like the environment that you're putting yourself in. Um, but what's awesome about right now is that people are waking up to this, right? Like we're able to share information. We're, all, we're able to try out new things and experiment and, and figure things out. And when we do, when we move closer towards, you know, being simply human, it's like all these other things just get better, right? right, right. We feel better. We have a better experience and we're less likely to to have all those diseases. Yeah, there's a video that I posted to on the Facebook page on epigenetics, which is kind of of what you were sort of touching on without actually saying the term epigenetics. And right. and it was a guy that he and his wife are chiropractors who were at Paleo FX, and we had them on the show. And I got them confused with because I remember I talked to you and your wife who were Harden Simmons. So when I like introed them on the show, I was like, they were at Harden Simmons and Abilene, and then like <laughs> and and they didn't and, like and, and and they were for, like they didn't want to be like, oh no, you're totally wrong. Yeah, they didn't so they correct kind of, me. Like halfway went along with it. And then, like two minutes into it, Mark was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm a real stupid, huge idiot, and yeah. you guys didn't really go to Apple." And I'm like, "Oh well, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's it's totally cool, though. It was really, really fun." Yeah. So anyway, all right. So I, I can't believe we are coming up on time, and so I have to ask you a question that I ask everyone on the show, and it doesn't have yeah. to have anything to do with therabands or super large condoms, uh, or, or I guess it, I guess it could, or, uh, yeah. or regular condoms, as I just go. <laughs> so and the question is uh what side no just kidding um what um is something you enjoy about life or what is something that you do to make life more enjoyable uh i i love i love being with my wife and my dog like those two things like center me i i absolutely love going for walks with them um and just being completely present in in everything i do uh but they help keep me present so um, I would say that's for me, that's been the biggest shift in how I approach life is becoming more present and then surrounding myself with things that that help me uh, 
hold that. Awesome. I guess. So and you and you don't mean yeah. by being present that every time you go on a walk with your wife, you you give her a present, right? Because that is that that's not what we're supposed to do. I hope she she would love that. Yeah, because I have not done that. that. No, no, it's just it's just uh, just enjoying the moment. Yeah, just and not being on your moment. phone every every uh, thirty seconds either. So that should be a thing. Yeah. Anytime you look at your phone, you should be up moving, and that then that people would be then, yeah then people would be up moving like ninety percent of the day. <laughs> Yeah, so. these people who make these apps are getting really smart with yeah. all their red dots and their gadgets and their beeps, and it's like, get away, right. <laughs> Just go away. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, Chad, I really appreciate it, and uh, uh, you know, if you ever come back to Abilene for any reason, uh, we're here. Uh, I don't know if you, yeah. uh, if you ever come back, and you still have friends in the area or whatever. But uh, yeah, love. Keep us posted on what you got going on. Whenever your videos get posted and you have your program up and running, please keep us posted. I will. Uh, you know, when we met at Paleo FX, uh, I'm not saying that we're like famous now, but we have uh, several several hundred more listeners and subscribers now than we did awesome. uh, when, when you talk. So so you uh, you lucked out on that one. It's like you uh, you you invested in Microsoft when it was just starting, and now it's it's just it's just marginally <laughs> improved. Blown up. Yeah. Awesome, man. Cool. All right. Well, awesome. Chad, I really appreciate it. Tell Brenda I said hi, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chad. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Okay, well, thank you, Chad Walding, uh, for that talk. You know, we couldn't get through one interview without uh, talking about some sort of locker room uh, humor. Uh, so that was good. So I feel like that's what people have come to expect from us. Uh, as long as we don't let it derail the entire show, like I am want to do. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, uh, that's all right. Yeah. Like, and, and like episode 48, we're going to get to the end of the episode and not have had any humor. And we're going to be all scared. Like, wait, people, people want it and need it. We're going to be like, uh, a condom, uh, uh, 300 pounds. <laughs> it's like throwing out all this stuff. All right. So moving on, we are uh, getting, and, and I'll obviously link to everything we talked about in the show notes and to his website, the paleosecret.com uh well i i edited it out but i when i when i ended the interview there's sort of like this 20 second super awkward uh moment where we're all, <laughs> we're all still on the line and it was like silent like uh chad are you still there oh, and he was like hey, hey guys i'm still here sorry guys it, it was uh, that was totally my fault so uh so thank we you we should explain chad. appeal before we should explain to people before we do that. They're like, hey, when we're done with the interview, we'll say, hey, thanks for coming on. And then you'll say, you hang all right, up. thanks for having me. And then like we're silent for like five seconds to give you a chance to pause the yeah. recording. And then we say our real goodbyes. Right. Right. Like, yeah. And so we normally, that's what we normally do. But the, today we like we were in We were recording and we just brought him on and I was just going to take him off. By the uh, way, I feel like there's a pretty good chance he's still on the phone. Can you hear me, Chad? No, I, I okay, okay. I just sure. I saw his name still on my Skype screen. Yeah, I was like, yeah, man, yeah. I think we maybe didn't disconnect with him that yeah, time either. That and like hilarious. he's sitting there, like, and this is getting really yeah, awesome yeah. and awkward. Okay, so humans being human segment. I want to mention that the humans being human open is still going on. So email us at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com if you have any funny stories you think would be good for the show. And thank you to all those who have emailed so far. Uh, this one, though, is a story from uh, several stories from John Durant, uh, author of the Paleo Manifesto, and you can find him at huntergatherer.com. And we talk, we talk about several things, uh, namely pooping behind a couch, uh, indoor, indoors, uh, putting someone else's mail through a storm gate, which I think is a federal offense, uh, a, throwing snowballs at, at little girls, breaking Christmas lights, and calling pregnant women fat. So here is John. 
All right, John Durant joining us on the Humans Being Human segment. And I, I like going into these sort of uh, unprepared as to what the stories might be. Um, and so I, I have no idea, John, what you're about to tell me. And I'm hoping that it's something involving fecal matter or, you know, pooping your pants or something along those lines. Well, you will be pleasantly surprised then. <laughs> yes. So th- this is, th- this is uh, you know, about, this is like a Stewie on uh, Family Guy story. <laughs> um, so when I was, I must have been three or four years old, just starting to, you know, develop the devious cognitive uh, <laughs> abilities to manipulate the people around me. And so I... <laughs> I took I took a poop behind the couch one day. Oh boy! Well, hold on. so are you are you in diapers or you're not in diapers? Like not not in diapers. I was just like, you know what? This whole potty training thing, <laughs> I find it restrictive. Now, do you remember this? Like, is this something that you remember? Or is this something that like your parents have no. told you? No, I, I don't. I don't remember it. And well, I remember it in that it is a story that is frequently told in my family and will be told, you know, uh, during my rehearsal dinner of of my wedding <laughs> right. one day. And um, so I sort of remember it through the frequent tellings of it. Right. And that and that's blurred with the actual memory if there right. if there was one. Um. So. <laughs> so. My 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 mother comes across, you know, comes across the dirty deed, and um, and so I'm there, and and so is our dog Snickers, and without saying, she's looking at both of us, and without saying anything, I point at the dog. <laughs> Wait, what was the dog? What was the dog, the dog? What was the dog's name? Snickers. Snickers. That's a that's a good yeah. name for dog. Okay, so poor unsuspecting Snickers, who has been so good at going outside to defecate, is that's right. Is just in the with the wrong place at the wrong time. So I blamed it on the dog, <laughs> but somehow they knew. I don't remember how. Somehow they knew it wasn't the dog, <laughs> and it was me. Um, but you know, and and from that day forward. Yeah, that my Machiavellian uh, impulses really, really began with with that poop. I wonder if the the way that they knew is that because you your your pants were around your ankles and there was still poop like hanging off your butt, and probably and, yeah, like probably <laughs> I was framed. I was framed. The dog, you know, you know, I was just sitting there, and the dog came over and wiped himself on me, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He just chuckled to himself. Well, that that reminds me. I have a friend who's a uh, a surgeon. And uh, he he does you know he's on trauma call every now and then so he's got to see some stuff that he normally doesn't see in the clinic, and when he was like in residency or something, there was a uh, a guy that came in that had I think it was a either a beer a beer bottle or a, a beer like a can stuck up his rectal cavity, and and the story was <laughs> he had just gotten out of the shower. And was like drying off his leg and was up on one foot and just fell and landed on the bottle or whatever it was. Oh, that and, is not true. Yeah, and everyone's kind of looking around like, uh, yeah, dude, there's, everyone knows that's a complete lie. Oh, yeah, so he was trying to frame the, uh, the, 
the beer bottle for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, do you have can any I other? Tell, yeah, yeah, can please. I tell another please. One? I was going to ask you, do you have more Machiavellian uh, disturbing stories? So when I was seven, I would, um, I would go over to my neighbors and steal their mail, take the mail out of their mailbox. And they had these grates, um, these sort of storm grates, uh, on the side of their house, and I just had the most fun slipping, <laughs> slipping their mail through the storm grates and watching it fall down, you know, into into these recessed windows. And apparently, they were missing some important tax documents. Yeah, some bills. Oh, right yeah, yeah, it's, it's so just like, it's paper. Like a, like a seven year old supposed to know that they were tax documents. I could barely read. Yeah, so yeah, how, you know, yeah, that definitely not your fault. And like the the IRS. Or like you know, send some some armed people to their house, like send like take this, them this away. Is, stealing someone's mail is a federal offense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I could have I could have had a I could have had a federal offense on my record, been sent straight to juvie. Yep. Um, and I was caught in the act one day. And oh, no, by the by the by the guy, the neighbor guy. I got caught by my mom. Oh, yeah. even worse. Yeah, it was. Yeah, what happened? So, you know, these these stories continue and grow more serious as I get older. Uh oh. Um. But uh, can you yeah. can you tell one more? Oh, can I tell one more? One more, more um, serious one. Now you got okay. me all intrigued. Shall I tell you about my first kiss? Yes. All right. Okay. All right. This is this is classic. This <laughs> there was a period in my life from like kindergarten, pre-K to about fifth grade, where I was great with women. And then I was indoctrinated by school to act more feminine through middle school and high school and part of college, and it was crashing and burning. And then I was like, oh, right. And I reverted to my old ways and became good again. So here in second grade, very cute, uh, very cute, cutest girl in the class was, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a crush on her, so it was a snow day, so I chased her around, uh, throwing snowballs at her, tackled her in the snow, and then sat on top of her and pecked her on the cheek, um, which today would probably get me kicked out of school for <laughs> right. sexual assault. Oh, yes. Um, but she loved it and went home and told her mother that, you know, that I had done that, and she was so happy about it, and, uh, and and then later I proposed to her with a printed out, um, you know, with a printout that said, will you marry me and a plastic ring? And Oh, like she, in second grade? Yeah, I stuck it in her locker. And uh, yeah, she told her she told her mom that I wanted to marry her. So let's yeah. see. I thought you were She's married. I thought you that, She's married. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that you proposed to her like when you were in college and then, like she, she said no or something. You know? Oh no, 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 she's she's married to someone else now. Jerk. Um, well, and, and but uh, you're, yeah, you're, throwing snowballs at at girls, great way to meet them. Yeah, great yeah. way to meet T- them. Yeah, Tucker Max would who who I, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast yet, but I uh, I I called Tucker Max's girlfriend f- uh, fat, uh, which I didn't mean to. 
And so it's a whole, and she's pregnant. And I said, oh, I never would have thought you were pregnant. And he was, he went crazy and saying, oh, like, you, oh, I didn't thought you were pregnant. I just figured you were fat. And that is not what I meant. And yeah, so that was, he was like, yeah, you, I was like, I've been married for 12 years. I got no game. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not trying to do anything and like trying to pick up chicks. Um, but actually your, your mail through the, the storm great story reminds me of, uh, I would uh, like walk home from school and like I was like fourth, fifth grade. And, you know, it's like I just remember like around Christmas time, people would put out Christmas lights and there were people that would, you know, put the lights like around their yard, like on the sidewalk. And every day I would just go through and, you know, I would just step on two or three of them and shatter them. Like not not and not even thinking like. Like now, when I like as a as an adult man with kids, like when I put up Christmas lights, if I saw some kid like break one of my lights, oh, it would be on. It's it's one finger for each light. Yeah, seriously, it would be like it it would hit the fan, the the proverbial fan. And but back then, I was like, oh, like I I didn't even think like this isn't bad. I'm just breaking. I'm just ruining this guy's Christmas. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> <Ruining his> Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a little miniature Grinch. Yep, yep. Well, cool. Well, we're like right at ten minutes, so this was this was perfect. So that was a great uh, humans being human segment, and uh, and so I'm glad that we got to to include some some fecal matter. It's so kind of keeping in line with the themes that that we've that we've started so far. So um, I thank you for joining us, and hopefully we will have the great John Durant back on the Simply Human podcast, and maybe again on another humans being human segment. Thank you, John Durant. Always a pleasure uh, talking to John, and especially about some awesome uh, the wide array of uh, <laughs> yeah of things covered there. That's pretty great. Yeah, it, I, I, I maybe just I, breaking the Christmas lights. I think I was such a jerk little kid I was. But anyway, um, okay. <laughs> so moving on, it is now time for the simply human tip of the week, and it's something that is uh, sort of uh, generated from. Uh, Chad Walding's interview and it is if you have an office job and you can even you know really do this with your kids too if like say you don't have an office job and you're like say you're a stay-at-home mom you know even if you are up and around and stuff every 30 or 45 minutes maybe set your phone timer or, or a timer or something uh, you know one of those old timey wind up timers that uh, you know only goes up to 60 minutes an uh, egg timer I've yeah. never understood why it's called that like yeah, uh, yeah it's still an egg yeah <laughs> or 50, 59 minutes it's still an egg or if you have uh, you know the uh, what are they called uh, the sand that goes through what is that called an hourglass yeah sorry God, what an idiot I am okay so <laughs> you're watching days of our lives and you can watch the hourglass does that still exist ooh very good um, so yeah mm-hmm. so every 30 45 minutes get up and spend no more than two or three minutes, you know, just moving, walking, you know, walk around for a minute and then spend two minutes doing some of the, the TheraBand exercises that I'm actually going to do a, a short video. There should be a short video at the time of this uh, podcast of some of the things and exercises that, that Chad Walding uh, told us to do. So just do that. Try to do that for a week, simply even tip of the week. And if it, if you like it, go beyond me. Hopefully some of these tips of the weeks are, are things that you have in, in started and tried and then are still doing. Um, one thing, speaking of that, one thing that I failed to mention earlier, I went to the, I had my, my six month dental cleaning this morning. Oh, uh, I've been putting mine off for about a year. Well, I, and I was so happy to say I have flossed every day this year except for two. 
and it's wow. June, and she was very impressed. I had no normally I'm just a bloody mess at the end of my cleaning, Gross. and I had no yeah I had no no bleeding, no inflammation. She said my teeth look great, everything was was awesome. She was very proud of me. I have to schedule like a. It's been quite a while since my last dental cleaning, and uh, it's not that I'm afraid of the dentist. I'm just, oh yeah, I gotta gotta go get that done. I gotta go get that done too. There's about five things on my, oh, better go get that thing done list. So uh, I can't say that I have. Uh, there you go. So kept, the- up, kept up with the flossing uh, quite as well as I did in January, February, but uh, maybe uh, maybe I should start doing that again. So yeah. So the the secondary tip of the week is uh, go get your teeth cleaned. <laughs> Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, I, I don't want to make. I, I'm very sensitive about my like dental hygiene now that I know you know that we've talked to Eva T a couple times and I feel like she'd be if she met me in person she'd be looking at my mouth going like shaking oh, her that's head so so gross. I like, just look at me like not even I can't even make eye contact because I'm so disgusted. <laughs> All right, well I think that's a show. Uh, and, and anything else? Uh, we need to mention before we we get into these last few little things here leave us a review go to itunes yeah. uh and leave us a review uh however many stars you want you can put pooper butt in there if you'd like i i'm always i always think that's funny or you can leave us a sincere message or you can uh swear at us i don't really care just uh, reviews help us help us climb the ladder of itunes and get the message out to more people so leave us a review and go and friend us on uh like our page on facebook and if you're a twitter person follow mark uh, and get lots of stuff that way. There you go. Very good. And uh, just that. thank you for uh, listening to the show. Obviously, there are just a ridiculous number of, of options and things that you could spend your time doing. Uh, so thank you for making us part of your day. You can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel there. The Simply Human Kids page and Simply Human Moms page are definitely worth checking out. Um, follow me on Twitter, Instagram at simplyhuman52, as I mentioned, because I'm Uncle Rico and that was my football number. Um, and you can email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. And as Rick just mentioned, please leave us a review, good or bad. Any publicity is good publicity. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember, and really kind of give you an idea, it's basically like having a huge condom in your pocket. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> So until next time, enjoy yourself.